Hi everyone, I'm Erin Moore and today I'm going to be doing my speech on surfing in the media. Um, there's a lot of different forms of media that have surfing involved in them, but I chose to do my presentation on how surfing has been portrayed in the media over multiple um, time periods and how that's been accurate or inaccurate and the ways that that's affected surfing and surf culture in general. The first uh, time period that I'm gonna talk about is gonna be all the way back in 1779, and that is when the first European explorers came um, and came to the Polynesian Islands and documented surfing for the first time. It was mostly portrayed in the European media that it, the explorers brought back. It was portrayed as either um, an enjoyable, like, pastime that was more for fun than anything else or as a dangerous activity. And I have two quotes and they both, one comes from Captain Cook himself and one comes from a member of Captain Cook's crew. And Captain Cook was a British explorer that was the first to document uh, Polyne Polynesian surfing and bring it back to Europeans and share it with them as the first form of media of surfing that we have recorded today. His quote said, um, I could not help concluding that this man felt the most supreme pleasure while he was driven on so fast and so smoothly by the sea. So this quote came from him as he saw a Polynesian man canoe surfing for the first time coming off the reef. And he, again, he saw that as more of a pleasurable experience than anything else. And then my second quote comes from a member of Captain Cook's crew and it says, the boldness and address with which we saw them perform these difficult and dangerous maneuvers was altogether astonishing and is scarce to be credited. And so that quote portrays it more as a dangerous activity than as a pleasurable pastime. Uh, both of these depictions that the European explorers took back and shared with other Europeans in the media were actually pretty inaccurate to how Polynesians doing the surfing viewed the surfing. To Polynesians, it was like a deeply sacred and spiritual activity that was not only a part of their everyday lives, but part of like their religious hierarchy. Um, surfing was known as the sport of the kings in a lot of Polynesian nations, and that's because in some villages, the best surfer was the king or the chief of the village. People would wager their whole lives on surfing competitions. You could bet your wife and your children and your home in a surfing competition to prove that you were the best. And it was such a deeply spiritual and religious part of Polynesian life. Um, unfortunately, when the Polynesian islands were colonized, the Europeans that settled there um, wanted to put their way of life and their way of doing things and religion and spirituality on the Polynesian people. And since surfing was such a deep part of their spirituality, it was largely um, forbidden and almost eradicated while the Polynesian islands were being settled. Um, fortunately, surfing did survive, although it lost a lot of its uh, deep spirituality and deep meaning for the Polynesian people that used to practice it. The next time period, I'm gonna jump all the way up to the 1950s. And in the 1950s, as you can see from these posters, surfing was used as mostly a form of propaganda and advertisement to promote tourism in the Polynesian islands. And this worked really well. And 
Surfing was then seen, again, as not a spiritual activity, but as a fun thing for tourists to come and do. And these posters are also one of the first times that we see sexism portrayed in the media of surfing. Um, as you can see, the men in all these images are strong and burly, and uh, in two of them, they're actually supporting the females that are surfing. And the females are portrayed as dainty and quaint and like, hee hee, I'm having such a nice time. Even the one that's surfing by herself is in a very feminized position. These posters were the beginning of the surf culture boom that promoted surfing as a lifestyle um, rather than a sport or a spiritual activity. So on this next slide, you can see this is Ocean Beach in 1930 and then again in 1950. You can tell that it's way more crowded in 1950 and there's very few people on it in 1930. Um, this was a huge change that happened to most beaches um, during this time period as surf culture boomed and took over. People saw surfing as a way of life and they were told by the media over and over, go surf, get out there, go to the beach, you can do it, this is for you. So the people took that on and listened and went to the beach. This next slide, you can see the picture on the right hand side is a group of men and women with surfboards looking like they're ready to surf, but then they're just sitting in a car on a beach. And that is a perfect depiction of how surf culture was in the 1960s. Everybody was told, just go to the beach, just surf. You should surf. Surfing's the new culture for America. And people listened, but they didn't actually know how to surf. They didn't learn. They just hung out at the beach with surfboards. Another form of media where we see this surf culture promoted to all Americans is in the Beach Boys songs. Um, and now I'm going to play a short clip from their song, Surfing USA. If everybody had a nose across the USA, then everybody'd be surfing like California. So as you can see from that Beach Boys video, um, the whole set was set up to say, come surf, there were surfboards, there were people at the beach. And if you listen to the lyrics in the song, it says things like, tell the teacher we're surfing, Surfing USA, which made surfing into um, like a culture and a way of life. and it made it into kind of an American thing when actually most people didn't know what was going on and didn't know how to surf. The Beach Boys, only one of their members actually knew how to surf despite being the Beach Boys and promoting this surf culture and surf way of life. Um, the lyrics of the song also promote um, looking like a surfer and it says things like bushy bushy bon hairdo it mentions the type of sandals that a surfer might wear, and that encouraged a lot of people to start dressing like in a surf. Surf dress became a thing from that surf culture time, um, and people wanted to look like surfers whether they were surfers or not. Going back to this previous slide that shows Ocean Beach, you can see how if you were an actual surfer, your spot where surf is now totally crowded and overpopulated and a lot of surfers that were surfers prior to this big boom in surf culture 
did not like the way that the media was portraying surfing because it took their um, activity that they either viewed as probably spiritual or an athletic pastime and made it into a way of life and encouraged people to come and just try to do it and act as if they knew what they were doing and it took away from the actual surfers that had done it before because it prevented them from using the same places that they once surfed. For surfing today, surfing is largely uh, portrayed in the media as a sport. These are two different articles from Sports Illustrated that feature Kelly Slater and I'm sure a lot of you have heard of Kelly Slater even if you're not into surfing yourself because he's a major athlete in the surfing world. Um, and the media today portrays it as an incredibly intense athletic event rather than a spiritual experience or just a fun pastime. The final thing I wanted to talk about was the way that surfing is portrayed in movies. The first movie that I want to talk about is Soul Surfer. Soul Surfer portrays surfing as mostly a, like a deep spiritual thing. Um, despite losing her arm to a shark attack, she's determined to keep surfing because it's such a deep part of who she is and part of her spirituality. Uh, the next movie that I wanted to touch on was Chasing Mavericks. And Chasing Mavericks shows surfing as like a very intense sport um, and way of life. It shows that you have to train every day to be able to be a good surfer. The last film that I chose was Surf's Up. And Surf's Up, it does portray surfing as an athletic activity because it does have uh, the main thing in it is a big surf competition, but the main message of Surf's Up is that surfing should be a fun and spiritual experience, and I personally think that's how surfing should be as well. And then these are my sources. Thank you.